0: to all who come to this happy place welcome disneyland is your land hi i'm olivia and i love disney i love walking into the park and going through the tunnel and feeling the magic wash over me you all know what i'm talking about i love the smells the sights the sounds and the overwhelming nostalgic feeling i get every time i'm there i guess you could say i'm a proud disney adult Every week, I'll chat about ways to make your next Disney vacation the best it can be, I'll talk to Imagineers who have made dreams become reality, and I'll shed light on all of the ways the Disney company has risked it all to get to where they are today. I firmly believe that dreams do come true by working hard, never giving up, and of course, wishing upon a star. So let's sit down on a bench, look to our left at Walt's lamp in the window, and become proud Disney adults. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Olivia. I'm your proud Disney adult and it is a brisk 1230 a.m. I almost said p.m. at 1230 a.m. on Monday night because of being gone this weekend and christmas parties and you guys all know this time of year just gets so busy and i did just start this podcast so i'm like uh could i just miss a week or have it come out you know on a wednesday but i was like nope like we're going to make it consistent and we are going to stick with our normally scheduled routine even though i think only a few people are listening at this point that's okay Thank you for listening, and I am here to um, record this episode late. But you know, I'm kind of a night owl. Um, I kind of feel like I come alive at night, though I am pretty tired right now. Um, I do feel like I get—I don't shut down at night like a lot of people do. Plus, I have a cute puppy laying beside me, and it's cozy out. So, and I'm wearing my Disney sweatshirt. I feel like I have to wear that every time I record. Um, but anyway thank you so much for listening and thanks for being here today. I hope you have been enjoying the show so far. Um, it's been very fun to be creating content other than just this podcast, but creating TikToks. Um, like I have mentioned in the past, if you haven't yet, you can follow me at, um, the proud disney adult on tiktok um i don't even know how but proud disney adult was not taken so um yeah proud disney adult on tiktok and proud disney adult podcast on instagram but i've been creating some fun reels and getting a lot of questions and comments some not very nice but like tiktok is what it is um which by the way all you haters, um, people were jealous of my packed lunch, um, even though you think that they weren't. (laughs) Um, Anyway, well, today on the show, I wanted to do something a little bit more lighthearted and fun, um, but I wanted to talk about my favorite snacks in Disneyland. And, you know, it's kind of subjective, but the best snacks in Disneyland. Now, I want to say I have not tried all of the snacks, obviously, because there are at least 1 million. Um, but from based off of what I have tried over the years um, and newer ones and podcasts I've listened to and everything, I think these are rounding in at some good ones. And based off of some comments I was getting on TikTok, people are planning their first trips. So I hope that this is very helpful because um, I do think one of the worst things is losing money on food that isn't good. And there are some food places in Disneyland that are not good. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about those, but before we do that, let's get into Disney news of the week. Okay. So there is really not that much news. (laughs) That many news is what I was going to say. Um, but let's just cover it really quick. Um, I did talk about last week, but there are um, the Sweetheart's Night and the Princess-themed Night. The Sweetheart's Night is already sold out, which is sad. I was kind of contemplating going to it, but um, those tickets went um, available last week, um, and those are January, February. They are Valentine's Day-themed, but those are sold out. Um, but the next Princess-themed night is... Um, event is in March. Um, that event is happening on March 7th and March 9th, and tickets are still available for that. So, you can just type in Princess Night Disneyland, or you can just go to the Disneyland website. And yeah, so if you want to do that, that'll be really fun. I talked about more of those details on last week's episode, so make sure to check those out. Um, so as of right now, um, we've talked about this a bit, but January 27th is kicking off the Disney, um, 100 years of wonder celebration at Disneyland. Um, so what's really cool about this celebration is we're going to get two new nighttime spectaculars. Um, and those are going to be the wondrous journey and world of color. And they just released new times for those. show. So, so <laughs> the Wondrous um, Journey will be at 9.30 um, and it's going to be using pyrotechnics, projection, and magical lighting effects. Um, Disneyland always does their nighttime spectaculars perfectly. So, I don't even have to assume. I know it's going to be amazing. Um, and then the world of color one is what it's called. and um, that's going to be at 9 PM and 10 15 PM. So, um, you know, the, they will be starting in January 27th. So if you are planning your trip for January, you have a couple new shows to look forward to, which is very exciting. And I will be talking more about that as we get closer to that date, which I can't believe is already in just a few weeks. Um, so another thing to note about January 27th is that they are opening Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, um, which is very, very exciting. Um... I cannot wait for that. I think it's going to be so fun. Um, and it is worth it to note that all of Toontown will not be opening until March 8th, but Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be opening in January 27th. So though Toontown will not be fully open, that ride will be. Um, So... A couple things. Park closures. Um, so, the parks will be closed. So, typically Disneyland closes at midnight and then California Adventure closes at 10. Of course, that changes throughout the year. Um, but... The on these following dates, so if you are planning a trip in January, it is really smart to note this that on January 12th, January 17th, and January 19th, Disneyland will be closing at 8 p.m. Um, and on January 10th and 18th, they will be closing at 9 p.m. And California Adventure will be closing at 10. So those will be kind of an earlier night. I would, if you're going for a few days and you're park hopping, I would suggest that and it lands on one of those nights, I would suggest that you uh, finish the night out at California Adventure or maybe you shift your trip a bit so that you can have a couple of those hours. So um, it is not uncommon in these off seasons to have early closures. So just make note of that if you are planning a trip in January. Um, Okay, so let's get to um, refurbishments. So um, Web Slingers was going to be down, but that was literally crossed off on um the website and so it's not going down for refurbishment as of right now um but radiator springs racers will be closing on January 16th um there was no end date on the website um and i i think that desperately needs it um it will be very sad if you are going and you can't go on this ride cuz it definitely is one of the best but i will tell you it breaks down so often i mean if you are listening to this and you go all the time you know what i'm talking about um and if you haven't been It just does. And it's very sad. Um, But so try to try to get in your trip before that happens. Um, But if not, It's definitely time. Um, So very interesting that they are pushing the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay. They usually take it down um, the first week of January, but it's being extended for additional three weeks. Um, So that's really interesting. I don't know if it really is so guests can see it or if it's kind of a strategic thing because a lot of rides are going down for refurbishment. Um, So yeah, if you're there in January and you like Nightmare Before Christmas, um, you get a few extra. Extra weeks, which is exciting for those who like it. I don't really. um, I'm actually not a huge fan of The Haunted Mansion, which I know is kind of like nearly blasphemous as a Disney podcast to say that, I swear. Almost every single Disney podcast I listen to, their favorite ride is Haunted Mansion. Um, It's just not my vibe. I I don't like really creepy things. Um, I never have. Um, And then you add Nightmare Before Christmas on top of it. And I'm just like, oh man, I would much rather be on Space Mountain or something right now. But I know that people are absolutely, a lot of people are absolutely obsessed with it. So if that is, if you are one of those people, then you've got a few extra weeks. Um, so, It's a Small World is, um, closing from January 9th to January 19th, um, so I believe that is for holiday taking down and whatever else they need to do to those creepy dolls. Um, Indiana Jones is closing January 9th for an extensive refurbishment with no date announced. This is pretty sad. I don't feel like my Disney trip is complete without an Indiana Jones ride um, and I do know last year when I was there in March we were able to go it one day on we were able to go on the ride one day but the second day it went down for refurbishment but man it was bad last time. I've talked about this in a few episodes but I mean when we went on it last time the boulder wasn't working Um Indiana Jones wasn't working like there was a lot of things where if that was your first time going which we were actually with somebody who had never been to Disneyland and we had to explain to him like he still thought the ride was awesome but it was just like wait this is really pointless um without a lot of these key things so I think it's definitely time that it goes down um And yeah, Tarzan's Treehouse, which will now be the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, um, that will be reopening in 2023. We don't have a date for that yet, um, so we will stay tuned for that. Um, And Grizzly River Run is closing on January 9th with no return date yet. Um, They do spring maintenance. I think that makes a lot of sense out of every single ride, I feel like that ride going down for more of extensive refurbishment every year makes a lot of sense because obviously it's water and there's a lot of things that they have to take care of. So again, if you like that ride and you are stoked about it, get there before it goes down. And also it's like too cold. That's just too cold. (laughs) That's, uh, That's too cold. I mean, Southern California is warm, but to like get soaking wet, just not worth it. Um, so that is it, I believe, for all of the news of the week. Like I said, there's not a ton. It's kind of just the same stuff. I feel like once we start rolling into January, um, we will have a lot more exciting things coming. So let's get into the episode for today. So, I just want to say as a precursor, of course, this is my opinion. I literally don't even need to say that, though. If you disagree with me, I actually would love to hear it. If you agree with me, I would love to hear it. Please review the podcast below. Let me know. Um, You can also review the podcast and let me know what snacks you really love or if any of my episodes have helped you so far. You literally just hit the five stars. It's so easy and you can just like leave a little review. And it's awesome because it will really help this podcast grow and also um, show me to all the other people who love Disney. Um, But, you know, if you do have other snack um, suggestions, please DM me at the proud Disney adult podcast on Instagram because I want more snacks to try before my next trip. Um, mine are pretty tried and true and I have a hard time going out of my box, but I know that there is some other like really awesome hidden snack gems. So hit me up with them. Let me know. Okay. I would love that. So um, I also want to say, that if this is your first time going, you really need to get familiar with mobile ordering. You can do that just by downloading the Disneyland app. Um, I realized that because in March, that was our first time we had gone in over five years. So we had, we were really not used to the way that Disneyland was being run when we went. Um, So, if you are getting snacks, you just a mobile order them and I would download the Disneyland app before you even leave on your trip. Um, Set up your payment info and it's super easy. Um, You know, if you're wanting to say, get a Dole Whip um, and you are over at Space Mountain, you can go ahead and open up your Disneyland app, type in Dole Whip up in the search bar, and you can order whatever you want. Double click the payment, super easy. And then once you walk over there, you just hit that you're there and the, your food will be ready. Of course, there will be a wait if it's busy, but I have never experienced a super long wait time, maybe six seven minutes at the most um so yeah just get familiar with the mobile ordering and um again just getting used to hitting like that you arrived when you get there I know I had kind of a hard time remembering that when I first started using the mobile app because we would go get a snack and I'd be like wait don't do we go up there it's like you really just didn't have to do very much but times are changing so much when it comes to ordering sidebar but I was in Washington, D.C. Um, I had mentioned this in my pilot episode, but I'm a wedding videographer, and um, I had a wedding in New York, and it was my first time on the East Coast. We went to Washington, D.C., and I was just so surprised at the amount of, what's the word, like autonomy within restaurants and coffee shops. Like, we went to a coffee shop, we ordered everything off of an iPad, paid for it, and Yeah, and paid for it and then grabbed her own number and sat down, but then like people were still making our food. It was so bizarre. I'm like, wait, are we just like eliminating all human contact entirely? I mean, I guess the answer is yes. Anyway, with that being said, just getting more used to the mobile ordering and understanding how it works, especially when it comes to snacks and being prepared because you could even be in line for something and know that you really want to go get, you know, blank, whatever it is, um, and you can just select the time that you want to go and get it. So it really is seamless and it makes things a lot quicker. So yeah. Um, okay, so for my first favorite snack, of course, duh, is a Dole Whip. Now. I'm really surprised because I've actually heard a lot of people say they don't like Dole Whip, even though I feel like it's one of the most popular snacks. Um, and I personally love it. I feel like I can't get it anywhere. I think my local yogurt hut pretends to have it, but it just doesn't have the magic, literally. And um, I just feel like it's not the same as it is um, in Disneyland. And I know you can get it in Hawaii as well. They offer soft serve. And then they also offer the float. I've had both. I prefer the soft serve. I believe, I feel like it's a lot easier to eat. Um, and also the pineapple juice is so good in the float, but it kind of takes away from like the initial experience of eating the Dole Whip. I feel like, um, again, that's very subjective, but you will, um, find the Dole Whips, um, at the front of Adventureland at the Tiki Bar, and it's right in front of the Tiki Room show. Um, You'll see it if you're walking into Adventureland. It's literally right on your left. Um, So if you haven't been there, that's where it's at. Um, The float is $7.29 and the soft serve is $6.49. And what's really cool about it, so I am allergic to dairy. I have been my whole life. So I've had to be very cautious as a millennial baby growing up. There was nothing dairy-free. Like when it came to dairy-free, cheeses and butters and milks and even going to restaurants or theme parks, like there was not that many options, but Disney makes it so easy now if you have an allergy. So if you are worried about that, going to the park, whether it's food or for snacks, they are so unbelievably accommodating. Like they will bring the chef out and talk to you. Um, They are very, very clear, very careful. Um, But yeah, that one thing I love about this is that this treat is vegan and gluten-free. So there's no dairy, but it literally tastes like you're eating ice cream. That's why I don't even get what it is because I'm like, this actually tastes like you're eating soft serve ice cream. And I would know because I've had so many non-dairy ice creams in my life. It's so hard to get it right. Um, And also it's hollow in the middle. My boyfriend thinks it's because they're trying to save money, but I just know it's because there's magic in the center. So when you go to Disneyland again, get a Dole Whip, take a photo of it tag me on Instagram and say it's because there's magic in the center, okay? Because, I mean, don't we know? it's? We all know that that's the truth. Um, And one little hack about this snack is we kind of do the same little process. And I love to get multiple Dole Whips throughout the day, but I'll get one before we go on Indiana Jones and then we'll wait in line while we eat it. So that's a little bit of a hack if you're trying to save a little time or wanna go stand in line. It's like a super easy snack to wait in line with. Okay, so my next favorite snack that I had. Um, it does seem like it would be a meal but it really is a snack especially when you're walking so much but that is the Ronto Wrap and that is located at the Ronto Roasters in Galaxy's Edge. If you're never sure of where to go you can just pull out your map on the Disneyland app um, or if you've been a million times and you know exactly where that's at. It's a really cool it has like really cool vibe and like a robot turning a Ronto, whatever that is. Um, but actually my favorite one is the Ronto Less Garden Wrap. They use plant-based sausage and I just like it a lot more. I don't eat pork. Um, it's not for any religious reasons, but I feel like I should say that now because we'll be talking about food a lot and I know a lot of people love bacon and stuff, but I will never be talking about bacon or anything pork because I don't eat pork. Um, so, Anyway, I actually do prefer the garden one and people that I know that got the one with real meat said that they liked the garden one more. I feel like it just, it makes it taste a little bit more fresh because there's a lot of veggies and um, other types of things on it that just makes it, it makes it feel more, um, yeah, like it's supposed to be plant-based, if that makes sense. If you haven't had one, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, I just think like... It works really really well plant-based um, and I'm not a plant-based eater I do eat meat um, but this one specifically I really loved so this is $13.99 and it has plant-based sausage spicy kimchi slaw sweet pickled cucumbers plant-based I think it's gochuang's spread um, and it's wrapped in a pita now I want to be very clear I'm a pretty picky eater I don't know if you guys can like already tell that There's a lot of things I don't like. I don't like a lot of sauces. I don't like spicy food. So when we first bought this back in March, I was pretty nervous about it because I'm like, I am not going to like this. It truly is one of my favorite things I've actually just ever eaten. The flavors are incredible. Everything about it, it's really great because you can just sit down. There's like a little sitting area right underneath it. It's perfect. There's umbrellas if it's hot. And it truly is so good. Um, it's so good that I've made it at home twice. Um, DM me on Instagram if you want the recipe for that because I made it and I, okay, it's not exactly the same, but it is so good and I would just make a ton and have leftovers. So highly recommend. Okay, so my next snack probably seems really funny after I just talked about the one I just did, but it's a corn dog. Now, I love corn dogs. And like I said, I don't eat pork, but I believe these are beef. Um, I don't eat corn dogs in my normal life. Um, I'm a pretty health conscious person. I work out and I'm very into fitness, like health and fitness. But like when you go to Disneyland sometimes you just got to like let go and let Mickey take the wheel. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, Mickey, like drive this bus wherever you want to go. Like, let's do it. And usually the bus is driven to, um, a corndog. So my favorite one is from corndog castle, and that is over in DCA. Um, and it is located, right across from the golden zephyr um it's like if you are walking by the little mermaid ride on your right you just keep going until you see the little flying submarine things and it's to the right of it and it's ten fifty nine. now i know what you're thinking like wait really quick pick your jaw up off the floor like i'll wait okay so now that you've done that yes it's almost 11 for a corn dog but listen one, we all know that the food is going to be more expensive in Disneyland. And if you haven't already accepted that, you are not ready for your Disneyland vacation. Rule 1 of Disneyland is accept that it is going to be expensive. Like, hi, I'm Disneyland and I'm overpriced. Hi Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? Um so anyway, it's 10.59 and it comes with a bag of chips or cuties. I always get the cuties cuz I feel like it somehow offsets the fact that I'm eating a corn dog. Um and they are way bigger than normal corn dogs. They're so crispy. They're so good. They're quick. I'm telling you, just try one. Like if you, especially if you do like corn dogs or hot dogs or whatever, it's definitely worth it. Um, and yeah, so now I really want one. Um, okay. So my next snack, which I will say I don't get every time, but the last time I had this, I was pretty surprised. And that is the ice cream on main street at Gibson Garden. Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. Of course, the prices vary depending on what you're getting. They have Sundays, they have scoops of ice cream. Um, again, coming from a picky eater, which is actually very interesting for this podcast because I feel like so many podcasts I listen to, um, people just like love everything. And I'm just really specific about what I like. So I just always want to be honest with you guys. Um, but with one of those things is I don't usually like scooped ice cream or ice cream from a carton. I'm pretty much like a soft serve um, or a yogurt or whatever it is. With this ice cream, and then again, which is even weirder, is I do not like mint-flavored ice cream at all. I think it tastes like toothpaste. I'll never eat it. But one year, my boyfriend got a mint chocolate chip. I think it was just a couple scoops. And it was so good. I literally can taste it in my mouth right now, and it's been like five years. Um, it was really good. I don't know what they did to make it as good as they did, um, but it was so tasty, so If you do like ice cream, I recommend that, you know, or a soft serve Dole Whip or both, you know, one in each hand, double fisting your ice cream. Um, Okay, so the next one is a churro. Seems very simple. They're $5. You can get them anywhere. Um, You'll see them as you're walking through the park. They're big enough to share honestly they're just tasty like if you're just in the mood for a theme park day and you're like I just really want a churro like get one to share with friends they're I don't know they just do they do fried snacks really well which again I'm not a fried snack person I don't have anything like that in my day-to-day life um, because usually it makes me really sick but I think when you're walking around so much and you're already kind of in that mindset it's kind of just fun to like get a corn dog or get a churro and you know like walk around with it it just feels so Disney. Um, Okay a couple more here so this is kind of a two for one but the Mickey Beignets and the Mint Juleps. Now we had these in March we didn't get them this past time because we just didn't have a lot of time so those are at the Mint Julep Bar in New Orleans Square. if you haven't been to it, it's kind of tucked in. I was having a hard time finding it when I was there, but if you're walking in New Orleans Square, um, you will just keep going and it's kind of like tucked in. It's kind of like if you're going the back way to the train station. There's like a bathroom back there and there's a staircase and then the mint julep bar is tucked in a little bit in. Again, you can always look at your map, but um, yeah, I don't even know if that's helpful at all, but I just wanted to let you know it's not just like right on the main road, so you kind of walk by it if you're not careful. Um, So, the mint julep is $5.49 and um, it's super good. It's like lemonade with mint in it. Um, I'm, man, after I've been talking this whole time, I'm like, I am actually so picky. I was about to say another thing I don't like. Um, I don't really drink a lot of sugary drinks. I love sparkling water. That's my favorite. I used to be addicted to Diet Pepsi and then I stopped drinking soda. So I haven't had sodas in years and years and years. Um, So I'm not much of like a sweet drink person, but this lemonade with mint in it was so good, especially paired with the Mickey beignets. So we got the six beignets um, and they were 8 dollars and then they came with a maple dipping sauce. So if you don't know what beignets are, because I didn't really, I mean, maybe I'm just dumb, but they're basically just like a really good um, fluffy pastry that's fried and then they cover it in powdered sugar. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the mix- of a maybe like a donut, like an airy donut croissant. No, not croissant. Like an airy donut. That's like the best thing. Somebody listening is like, you are so dumb. That is not what it is. Um, but it was so good so we got the six mickey beignets with the maple dipping and then the mint julep and then what was so cute and this is another hack is we took that and we went and we rode the mark twain boat so it was perfect we were able to just eat them and we went all the way up to the top and we stood and we went on the ride around and it was funny because the powdered sugar was blowing literally everywhere um but yeah, it was just such a nice downtime. So, if you're looking to get a good snack and you don't want to just sit down somewhere, like go on the Mark Twain boat because it was really cute. Okay, so my last snack, this one is kind of interesting. But this is that the, my snack suggestion isn't for the snack, but it's for the ambiance. People can disagree with me and maybe I didn't try enough things there. But okay, so it's at Oga's Cantina and that's in Galaxy's Edge for reference and it's you have to reserve your spot online um, on the app so you have to get into the virtual queue now before I went in March um, which was my longer trip everybody was saying like it's so hard to get an Oga's Cantina reservation it's so hard like you won't be able to get one like you're gonna get on the app and they're gonna be all full but one really big hack for me from me to you, um, is don't take everybody's word like as whatever you would say, as stone. That doesn't make sense, but don't take everybody's word for it, but try to be your own advocate when it comes to doing stuff because I just talked to you guys last week about how you can go to a restaurant at the beginning of the day and say you want to be on their list or whatever it is, and that's the same with Oga's Cantina. Now, this is all due to Arturo my boyfriend because he's like, no, like we're going to be able to get in. Because the morning that I wanted to do ogas, they the virtual queue was full or it like wasn't even working. It was something really weird where I couldn't even re- reserve a spot and we were kind of over by there so we just went to the front and um we asked them and they just put us on a waiting list and then like 30 minutes later we were texted so I just want to say that if you're going on your trip and like something isn't working out or you're disappointed like just talk to people talk to a cast member um and I'm sure they can work something out for you that's not always going to be the case depending on how busy things are reservations but this one I am pretty confident you'll be able to get in on because we did um And if you're unfamiliar with it, it's a bar in Galaxy's Edge and um, it is reservation only. Um, So, they have appetizers and then they have drinks, but there's no like food food. And I believe there's a 30 or 40 minute time limit. Let me look actually. Um, So, yeah, there's a 45 minute time limit. So, that way they can get as many people in as possible. Um, We just sat on the bar and it was kind of funny. We just ordered the blue milk. I don't know if you've heard a lot about it. There's blue milk and there's green milk. And we just wanted to try it again. I'm not i s I'm not super into like getting sweets or getting like a sweet milkshake or a drink, but I was just really curious. And that one also is it's a blend of coconut and rice milk, which is really nice. I love that they're making things less with less dairy. I feel like it's not only tastier, but also serves a lot more people. Um so that was $8 and it's the blue bantha. Um it comes with a cookie on the top which is really funny. And we actually just got that to share because maybe we got another drink. I can't remember, but we didn't really want to get very much. The ambiance is just what was so cool about it. So if you don't know what it looks like, just go online and type in Oga's Cantina. It genuinely feels like you're in a Star Wars movie. Um I was just waiting for, you know, the people to play the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, <laughs> like that's just what we need here. Um, so ambiance, very, very cool, really worth it to see. The blue milk was fine. Um, I'm kind of a hard person to ask about that again because I don't love that type of stuff. Um, but it was good. It kind of tasted tropical, um, a little bit thicker, not as thick as a smoothie, but yeah, it was good for me it wasn't anything to like write home about but that doesn't mean that there one of you wouldn't love it like I could totally see somebody liking the drink um but yeah I think that again just being your own advocate and talking to cast members and there's never a harm in asking questions there's never a harm in going up to your restaurant you really want to go to and asking it if they have reservations like there's no harm in any of that um, so yeah, I think that rounds out some of my favorite snacks, but I want to hear what your favorite snacks are. So if you go to Disneyland and you're like, these snacks are so good, please, please, please either rate and review the podcast below. You can always email me or just DM me because I actually really want to know before my next trip, what are some good snacks to try? I would actually love to try all new snacks and kind of give you guys a review on them. So, maybe we'll go ahead and do that. So, anyway, if this helped you at all and you've tried any of these snacks based off this podcast, again, subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. It means so much to me. Um, And... If you are planning your next Disney vacation, um, make sure to tag me in your stories because I want to see everything that you're doing and I'm just so excited for you. And if not, I hope you can go to Disneyland very soon. So thank you again for listening and just remember to always be a kid, find some magic, never stop working hard, and be a proud Disney adult. I'll see you guys next Tuesday.